Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. Toby and Eva are on a quest to find their parents, who are somewhere in the mysterious Sapphire Islands. In this episode, they sail into the mist in a quest to get lost, hoping that it will lead them to their parents. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, Pam McNaughton. Score and vocals by Zoe McNaughton. The Mist and the Crown Toby and Eva were glad to set off in the morning. The sky was hazy and they only picked at their breakfast. There was a feeling that things were properly getting serious now. They had learned so much in the last two days. The islands were created by song, but the songs had been forgotten. The wonderful, mysterious sapphire islands were beginning to disappear. And their parents were on one of the islands. Toby and Eva needed to find them, but the badger had said that to find something lost, it was easier to get lost yourself. So today they were going to get lost. Toby took the tiller loosely in his hand and Eva sang into the breeze. Toby let the music and the notes drift into his mind and steered to it, letting the notes and words fill his mind instead of the usual calculations, the usual determination on a course or fixed point. It was strange to sail this way. Each of them was tense with excitement, but had to pretend to be floating, relaxed, like a cloud in the sky, drifting this way or that. It was difficult. But the song helped. Eva sang it out ahead of them, as though it could create a way, as though they were sailing on the song. It was, of course, the song their mother sang to them, over and over again. The song that had led them this far on the journey. The song that had guided them through the Sapphire Islands. The sea breeze calls out to me memory of a melody From the land so sweet and blue, from the lost and from the true The song is a compass, the mother gives a flute, the wings and the shadow, then a story and truth. The sweet tang brings a sadness, then you gather but leave. My silent sapphire islands singing only in the breeze. Oh. Toby let his mind turn over the line of the song that was for that day. Then you gather but leave. Gather. Did that mean they would find their parents? Who would gather? 
Or would they gather something else like seeds? And would they really leave? It was impossible to know. And so Toby let that thread of thought disappear too, letting his mind wander again. Eva felt as though there was hidden energy in all of her joints that she just couldn't let out. She felt as though she might explode. But she held herself still and occupied just one hand with tracing the edges of the paint on the side of the ship as she sang, concentrating on the ridges, the cracks and trying to ignore absolutely everything else. So it was Toby who first noticed the mist. The air around them, previously clear, started to change. They had been sailing for a couple of hours, perhaps. Toby was purposefully not quite keeping track. Tendrils, floating mist, started to appear. At first it was thin and gradual, and then more and more, and then Toby suddenly realised that he couldn't even quite see Eva at the front of the ship. Toby, her voice wobbled as she noticed at the same moment. I'm here. The boat shifted in the water as they moved close together and held hands. They didn't speak. They knew without saying anything. They were lost. They moved through the water and they had no idea how long for. Sometimes it seemed that shapes loomed around them in the mist. Sometimes it's felt as though they were in the middle of an empty ocean. Sometimes it felt as though the mist must go on and on forever. The badger had told them to get lost and now they were lost. And then they heard something. And at first they didn't mention it, hardly turning their heads. They couldn't believe it. Because what they could hear were very faint strains of a voice singing a song. And the voice was their mama. And the song was the song she had sung so many times. The song that Eva had been singing as they entered the mist. Both Toby and Eva thought at first that it was a dream or that they were imagining it just by how much they longed for it to be true. But the sound got louder and louder and without saying anything, Toby began to steer towards it. And then it was louder and Eva was shouting, Mama! Papa! And then the boat was aground and they tumbled off it and into their parents' arms. They cried and they laughed and they hugged and they cried some more and hugged again. And again, Mama couldn't stop pulling them to herself and cradling them and smelling their hair and doing things that would usually make Toby blush, but he just laughed. And Papa had tears streaming down his face and he too was holding them and laughing again. Finally, it was time to tell their stories. Mama and Papa told of the storm, how they had been so preoccupied trying to find them, trying to find the oyster catcher, that they didn't notice being sucked into some current or wind until it was too late. They had been brought straight here and then into the mist. The bluebird was damaged in the storm, but in the island they had found wood and repaired it. Since then they had tried to escape every day but never had managed to make it out of the mist. They had been desperate to find their children. 
but hearing the song that Toby had played on the flute four days before had reassured them that the children were on their way. Toby and Eva's story was rather longer. Sharing their supplies with their parents, who had lived off strange plants from the island, they described their adventures through the Sapphire Islands. The creatures and people they had met, the songs they had written, the things they had seen and all that they had discovered. Their parents were amazed. Mama hugged them tightly again and Papa looked very serious. There are so many questions in all of this. So much wonder, so much strangeness too, Papa said. Maria, where did that song come from? The children looked to their mama. They had never even thought of this before. It had been a song that she had always sung. That was just part of their mama. We left the Sapphire Islands when I was very small, Mama said, squeezing Eva's hand that was held in hers. I remember very little of what was here, but my mama said that it was an island song and she made me learn it. If I ever got a word wrong or changed something, she was very cross. Did she tell you anything else about it? Toby asked, but she shook her head. She said, when you are older, but she was gone before that. Eva snuggled in closer to her mother. Well, there is good news. Toby said, and the others all looked at him. What? Papa said. We know we can get away from here, said Toby. The next line says, then you gather, but leave. We have gathered, so now we can leave. We've tried everything we can think of, Papa said. Compass, map, chart, everything. The mist seems to go on forever. Well, these are magical islands, Papa. Eva said, and the others laughed. She continued, Have any strange creatures or people appeared to you and given you a quest? Something like that has always happened to us so far. Mama and Papa shook their heads. They probably would have told us already, Toby spoke gently, but it's probably worth another look around the island. He stood up and the others did too. It's full of strange things, like a beach where everything washes up and nothing washes away again. I've picked up quite a few things. Their father, an adventurer who discovered and sold rare items all around the world, could be trusted to know about these things. I'm sure there are more. Let's look together. For the moment, the family was so delighted to be together that they walked slowly, stayed together, reaching out an arm to touch each other often. Toby and Eva saw what their parents had discovered before them, a low-lying island with patches of rock and tufts of plant, all covered in mist and covered in strange things too. Lots of wood and parts of ships and stones and bottles and then chairs and shards of mirrors and goblets and baskets and barrels and crates. Eva even saw a bird cage. Toby saw a broken globe. It was very, very strange. They picked their way through everything. Toby was thinking of the things that the badger had said about being lost. It was much easier to get lost than to get found. All of these things were lost 
and in his mind he came to think of where they were as an island of lost things. Look! Eva stood a little way off and the family went to her. She had climbed up between some rocks and held something out. It was a crown. Though weathered and a little misshapen, it was clear that it had once been very beautiful. It was made of delicately patterned silver and what, with a little rubbing from Mama's sleeve, turned out to be many different sized sapphires. They were affixed in a mesmerising pattern to look like stars in the sky or flowers in a field or islands in an ocean. It's beautiful, Mama said. Sapphires, Toby said. On the island of lost things, they had found a crown covered in sapphires. The songs of the islands were being forgotten and lost. The islands were disappearing. The islands that Queen Sapphira had created when she sang them out of the sea. It must be Queen Sapphira's, Eva said. And not leaving any room for the unlikelihood of that statement, she placed it immediately on her head. And it's given me an idea. In each island we have been to so far, we have written a song and it has helped us in some way. If we want to get off this island, we need to write a song. Just then, for the first moment since they had arrived on this island, the mist parted briefly above them and a shaft of sunlight burst through, lighting up Eva standing on the rock with the crown glinting. It took the others' breath away. Eva was silent for a moment, then the mist rolled together again and she took the crown off and jumped down to them. Well, it seems very strange, Mama said, and she and Papa gave each other a look. It's worth trying, Toby spoke now, especially if you've tried everything else. And so the family wandered back towards their ships, picking up the odd thing, putting most of them down again. Papa was drumming with his hands and then with sticks when he found suitable ones. Toby took out his flute and Eva and Mama started to sing. Eva's heart ached with happiness to hear their voices together again. They played around with harmonies and melodies and when they got back to the ship, they sat down and finished the song, smiling with the joy and relief of being together again, of being a family again. It was getting darker by the time they decided they were finished. Eva had found this the hardest song to write so far, as if the words were slippery or purposefully running away from her, like a fish or a child who didn't want to go to bed. But the song felt right now, in the way all of them had fallen into place, had become their own thing. We should sleep for the night, then try in the morning, Mama spoke, but without the final authority they were used to. No, Papa said, and in his word the children could hear all the adventures he had led them on for their whole lives and something else. I can't stay here a moment longer. Let's go. Mama agreed readily and they ate quickly, reattached the oyster catcher to the larger ship and climbed aboard, ready to go. Eva ran her hands gently, lovingly, over the sides of the bluebird, touching the masts in love and recognition of the places she'd been, had lived for her whole life. It was good to be home. But the mist 
still pressed in on them. It was even more oppressive in the dark. They set out onto the water. The air felt thick. Eva felt she didn't want to sing into it. It felt harder than usual. But Papa began to drum out a beat and Toby started to join him and Eva started to sing and her mama joined her. They sang over and over again, the song getting stronger each time until Eva felt that she was fighting the mist with her words. In the edges of my senses In my heart and in my mind The mist clouds Soft and wistful I'm just searching for a The mist surrounded them. They were lost. But they kept singing, though their throats grew hoarse, though they were tired, though the mist was horrible. They kept on. Eva held her mother's hand. Toby stood next to his papa. And then something changed. It wasn't something they could have described necessarily. Maybe the mist got thinner. Or maybe it was a feeling that there were things around them. Or maybe they weren't sure. But they sang louder again. And then Eva started stomping on the deck. And then Mama and Toby were too. And Papa was drumming ever louder as he steered the ship. And then there was definitely less mist. And then they were crying as they sang. And the mist faded, faded and disappeared. They hugged and cried all over again and Papa laughed wildest of all and howled at the moon and Mama went and made them all some hot chocolate. They sat on the deck, feeling too exhausted even to go to bed. Papa was at the wheel again, setting a course. Where are we going, Papa? Eva said sleepily. Away from here, away from the islands and the mist. I never want to see anything like it ever again. And your song said so, didn't it? We gather, then leave. There was a silence. Then Eva spoke. 
I don't think we should leave. She spoke quietly and her face turned red and she was glad that the lanterns didn't give enough light to show it. Papa didn't say anything. Why not? Mama spoke gently and then Toby burst in. What if the song wasn't just a guide but a message? Toby spoke passionately. What if we can change the ending? What if we can change what is happening here and rescue the people and the creatures and the islands? The last two lines, my silent sapphire island singing only in the breeze, it sounds like they disappear, but I don't think it has to happen. I think we can change it. Why us? Papa said. And Toby was glad to see a small frown on his face. That meant that he was taking what his son said completely seriously. Why not us? Toby said quickly, but Eva spoke too. It's Mama, I suppose, and that song. No one else we have ever met knew that song. Someone must have passed it down to Mama on purpose. She is from here and we have the crown. And even if it wasn't meant to be us, if we can possibly help, we should, right? We've helped so far and our songs have worked. Our songs have really helped. Maybe they can rescue everything. Toby looked up at his parents who were looking at each other. Then Papa nodded. Toby breathed out a sigh of relief. That was the last time I let you two go off in the oyster catcher on your own though, Papa said, starting to make preparations to turn the bluebird around to move back towards the sapphire islands. Grinning, Eva spoke. If you didn't want us to live lives of adventure, Papa, you really shouldn't have brought us up on the open sea. Everyone laughed. They sailed in the dark. They would anchor at the nearest island and work out what they could do next tomorrow. They sailed through the darkness. Toby and Eva lay on the deck, feeling so much more relaxed, so much more at peace, now that everything wasn't up to them now that they could let their parents sail. They stared at the stars. What's that? Their mother's voice sounded through the dark. The children scrambled to their feet and the whole family peered into the water where a light shone, bobbing up and down. They moved closer to it and it became clearer as a dark shape. And then they were closer still and saw a small creature with a lit lantern and they could even hear a sort of noise. Papa let down a life belt and the creature scrambled onto it and they pulled it up. Toby managed to catch the little craft with a hook and brought up a very old, tiny coracle. They turned to look at the creature that had fallen onto the deck. It was a mole and it was stumbling and obviously completely exhausted. It was speaking in a confused sort of way. Oh, thank you, thank you. My island, almost gone. Been afloat for too long. Water, please. Thank you. It's almost gone. Need help. My island, the caves, the trees. Please. And then it was asleep in front of them. The family looked at each other. Eva wrapped the mole in a scarf. Papa found a safe place to anchor for the night. It was clear that their next step was there with them already and that it was very small confused and wrapped in a scarf. The End
Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed listening, we'd love you to share this with your friends. Next week, Toby, Eva and their parents face their biggest challenge yet as they try to rescue the Sapphire Islands.